Stanford Steve and the Bear, presented by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Week six. Week six. Hopefully it's better than week five for me. Yeah, Yikes, that was a bloodbath. Yep. Woo! Sorry to everybody. Bad week. We'll leave it at that. And yeah, it makes you a little bit hesitant coming in for this week. But there are some things that stick out. We'll get to the picks. Absolutely incredible week last week. Um, a ton to get to uh, as far as reaction last week. Looking ahead to this week. Cincinnati gets the job done. Goes to Notre Dame. And wins. And when you look at it now, Bear, I believe they are still ahead of Oklahoma in the polls. I got Cincinnati at five and Oklahoma at six. Which they probably should be, based on how Cincinnati has played in the and, and the Notre Dame win, which right now is better than anything Oklahoma has going for it. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. Again, it's a season-long deal. Oklahoma certainly has chances coming up in Cincinnati, this is about as good as it's going to get for Cincinnati in terms of all of their quality wins and strength of schedule because you would assume that Notre Dame is uh, not going to go 10-2. It's an extremely flawed team Mm. that has a ton of offensive line problems and playing a third-string quarterback. So uh, it's a team that probably should have two or three losses already, but they don't. They've won games. Nine and three probably is uh, the Notre Dame ceiling. And Indiana appears headed towards – a six and six year, and the American is not a very good league this year. And uh, hopefully, SMU can continue winning for the Bearcats to keep that uh, playoff resume and give them a, a good league win uh, as the season goes on. The one thing I wanted to bring up in regards to Cincinnati isn't really regarding Cincinnati. Um, you talked about the American, they obviously have to be, you know, you look at the schedule. We know Gabriel's out for UCF, uh, you know, who was a preseason team that could challenge them. When you looked at the schedule, before the season, you saw Cincinnati had all the good teams that were supposed to be good in the conference coming to them. The last one it looks like it's going to be is SMU, and they're still undefeated. They go to Navy this week, and Navy, I don't know how, but they beat UCF what was last that week. last week? Oh, my I, God. I don't – I don't I, – I didn't watch the tape on that one. I'll leave it at that. Memphis losing to Temple. I mean, yeah. two of the teams that were considered to be upper echelon in that league just – getting beat by two of the worst teams in the league. Because when you look at Cincinnati, obviously, what else can they do? How else can they improve that resume? It's not great. I mentioned SMU. They get them down the road. I think it's no. I think it's late. I think it's like November 20th. I mean, how far can SMU get up uh, in the rankings? We'll see. But you know Cincinnati's got to be rooting for them because when you look at the other outsiders from the Power Five, at number 10 right now, is your Pac-12 South champion BYU Cougars <laughs> who have plenty of games ahead where they could bolster their resume and be impressive. Now, obviously, if they get one loss, I don't care who it is, they're going to be out. That's it's just the way it is. There's too many power teams, power five teams coming, and the ones that won loss are obviously going to climb them once BYU gets that loss. But this week, they host Boise, 
Weird spread. I see five over under 56 and a half. Is BYU a top 10 team right now to you? Do you yes. have them in your top 10? Absolutely. No, they okay. I definitely wouldn't. I need to remember that this is not a, BYU is not technically group of five, so this would not be them replacing Cincinnati in the, in the new year. Six, like we're talking, uh, if BYU happens to win out, they would have seven wins over uh, power five teams. Uh, all, they already have a better strength of schedule than Cincinnati, and they still have games at Baylor, and they have the game against Boise. They have the game at USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a game against Virginia. So, so their schedule is only going to get more difficult. And the gap between them and Cincinnati in terms of the, the resume type metrics is only going to grow stronger. So we'll see what happens. You mentioned how much the line kind of is kind of tricky here. This mm-hmm. is what the spread was last year when they went to Boise and won, what was it, 51-17 or something like that. So Yeah, I had Boise. Um, in that yeah, as, as, as did I. And I, that was the... <laughs> That was the last time I was anti-BYU yes. in terms of betting against them all year long. That was all I needed to, to see. But, yeah, I, I don't think it should automatically be assumed that that Cincinnati is the team from the non-Power 5 league that is going to make uh, the playoff. I, I think BYU, uh, if, if they went out, uh, it will be a very interesting discussion uh, if it does come down to that and not one of the other uh, Power 5 leagues or a second team from a league or, or anything like that. Yeah, and it's still, I mean, it's crazy. We're going to get to this with schedules, obviously, with teams that play, because now we're getting to the point where you start getting those data points and you have enough game tape on on teams where people can really dive in and see what your strengths and weaknesses are. And to BYU, you know, I think of BYU and I look at, you know, those uh, the other undefeated teams that really aren't getting talked about. I mean, you know, you talk about Oklahoma State and Michigan State, you know, teams like that. Um you, you want to see see more, but I still have to give them the benefit because, as I've always said, I, I at this point, I, I rank the undefeated teams higher um, than the teams that have a, have a loss in that, in, that, in that column. So plenty to see. BYU, tricky, tricky line. I don't want anything to do with that. Um, Coastal starts it off Thursday night. McCall is in a walking boot, something to keep an eye on there. They're playing Arkansas State, who got their doors blown off last week. Um, Cincinnati, we mentioned Friday night against Temple, which has been, I I think I saw a number out there. Temple's covered like the last four times they played. Good luck. If you want to do that, you could say Cincinnati letdown spot, but maybe Temple has a letdown after that big win over Memphis. You just mentioned, um, so I, I, Temple's just not what they have been. Stanford goes to Arizona state Friday night and pretty eye opening spread of 12, um, Arizona State getting a lot of love. That's big. Real and big. Two um, teams coming off of outright upset wins, and now you're laying double digits with one of them. That seems like a lot. Yeah, to me, to me, the story there is the Arizona State defense. Uh, they were awesome against UCLA. I did not see that coming. They were the better team. Uh, Jaden made some throws down the field, um, and, they, and they got the job done. They, they, that wasn't – you know, I watched the Fresno State-UCLA game. And you've had a chance, had a feeling UCLA was going to get back in that game. They did mm-hmm. not Saturday night against Arizona State. That defense yeah. did really well. And when I think back to a couple of years ago, being at that Arizona State Stanford game, I think it was a Thursday night. Um, Bryce Love and, and company with Stanford comes in. Arizona State shut them down. They had a great scheme for that uh, Stanford rushing attack. Uh, so I, I think that's that's the storyline in that game. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, but when we start looking ahead to Saturday, you'll be in Dallas. You'll be at the Red River. Um, it's been a while since you've been there. Is there anything you're looking forward to on the menu? Uh, no, I, I, I am not a, a fried food, corny dog, fried Snickers, fried. No. Why, why are you frying? They have fried, food? like fried why pasta? Why are you frying ice cream? No. Just, just give me a good old-fashioned American hot dog. There's some. Throw some mustard on there. Throw some. Throw some How about some brisket. You get some barbecue. You get some brisket. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be some brisket. Yeah, that, that'll probably right. be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, any of that fried crap. Just Reese not. is going to be in all those. Fried, fried chicken is the only pop. thing that I'm, that I'm good for. What was that? Reese is going to be all into those fried dessert things. I feel. Oh, like. absolutely. A little, a little, a little try the a little, little bit of the fried ice cream. A little bit of the fried Snickers. Maybe some Oreos. Candy. Yeah, fried Oreo. Yeah. yeah, that 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 is right. Right, it's right up. Uh, Reese's Alley, a little bit of sampling of the fried dessert uh, smorgasbord. All right. Um, so let's dive into that game. Oklahoma right now is minus three and a half over under 63 and a half. Obviously, everybody's going to say it's going to be a high scoring game. Last year. Was, is it? I, I, and that's that's what I want to get to here. <laughs> Last year, the only reason the game goes over because it goes to what? Four overtimes. Mm-hmm. Ben, uh, yep. Rattler gets benched, comes back mm-hmm. in. They get the win. Wasn't really people, impressive. People forget. People forget that Oklahoma was unranked in, when they when they played last year. Yeah, yeah, and that was coming off the loss at Iowa State, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Texas has covered seven of the last nine, and obviously with Texas, you got to start with Bijan. He's been incredible. Uh, he leads the country in rushing at two sixteen last week against TCU. They're averaging forty three points per game. They lead the Big Twelve in scoring yards, pass efficiency. But when I look at Texas, I look at the defenses they've played since Arkansas and getting run off the field there. They haven't been great. Now, hey, they made the quarterback change. Everything's going well. They're playing as well as they have all year. But then I look at last week, too. They lost it. They had a big injury on that O-line. Denzel Okafor is their left mm-hmm. guard. He's out. And when I think about the rush game, that's one thing Oklahoma has done really, really well. Uh, is, is we talked about, you know, people liked them this year because of the deep, one of the factors was defense was improved. I like this matchup for Oklahoma against Texas in the run game. I think they have enough to slow them down. Hmm. And, That's Oklahoma, interesting. and I, I actually feel the other way. Okay. Because uh, I, of Steve, I, I, you, th- I, you have more confidence in Sark. I, I do. And, and, and I, I, I think back to what West Virginia did that opening drive, or it was like mm-hmm. a, an 11 minute drive and they brought green in a mobile quarterback. And, and that was probably the best Letty Brown had, had done in that, in that game. Like I, I think with Thompson and Beach, I, I think they can, I think they can do similar type things and really help uh, a defense, which mm-hmm. uh, seems to be a little uh, tackling optional uh, at the early part of this season. And when I say Oklahoma, I like it. I think they could keep them more in check where they have to put more pressure on Thompson to make throws. And, and consistently score the ball. And that's why I like Oklahoma in this matchup. Uh, Rattler comes off 22 of 25 for 243 against Kansas State. He's completing 76% of his passes. 
They went six for six in the red zone with touchdowns last week. And I know everybody wants to point to the offense, what's not clicking. They are averaging 38 a game with 433 yards. Like, there's a lot of teams yeah, out there take the, that take, would take, yeah, take, the I take the Western Carolina game off. I, I got you. I got you. But when you look at Brooks and Gray, they're combining still to average over five yards a carry. And I just look at the personnel of that Texas defense. They were hanging on last week, hanging on against TCU. I think Oklahoma brings a hell of a lot more to the table. Um, I'm not saying a bust-out game, but I feel like Oklahoma's been laying in the weeds here, and I think this is a good matchup for, for their offense, too, against the Texas defense. I'll take Oklahoma here and lay the three-and-a-half in this one. Yeah, I, I, I have no play on this game. I've had a, lot, a really hard time going through this slate mm-hmm. and, uh, and figuring out what I like and what I might want to play. It's not a very – uh, good slate in terms for me of games that stick out. I, I don't like this game. I, I think the majority of people will be on Texas in this game. Um, mm-hmm. Again, if I had to play it, I, I, I guess I would lean towards Oklahoma laying the, uh, the small number there just because I, I think defensively um, they have some better players. But at the same time, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at all if uh, if Texas won the game. So it, 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 it it's a total it's a pass for me. Okay. Uh, in terms of actual real money type play. And obviously three and a half, let's buy that hook, uh, get it to three, get it a, get it to a square number. Um, other noon games, Maryland at Ohio State. I was at the snake pit. It was not pretty. Um, I would imagine Ohio State's looking at their chops, looking at Maryland right now. But I will say it's amazing what turnovers can do. I mean, it was just short field after short field. And credit to Iowa, who we'll get to uh, in a bit. Uh, obviously, when they play the game of the week against Penn State. Another noon game I have circled. It's Michigan State. It's Rutgers. And a couple weeks ago, it feels like the same exact scenario, Bear. Um, Nebraska was coming off that loss to Oklahoma. Real small number in East Lansing, undefeated. Michigan State's still undefeated. This isn't going to be pretty, but I, I just have to give Rutgers in this scenario. Um, they were awful against Ohio State last week. They did beat Michigan State last year in week one. Um, and then, and like, just thinking about last year, I want to say, like, is this, this is like when the Big Ten started playing last year, right? Right around this, wasn't it the beginning yeah, of October? I think, I think it was a week later, I think. I, I think it was a week later, actually, but yes. It was, um, it was mid-October. We got a noon game that hopefully that sun's shining off the beautiful turf in Piscataway. Uh, Shiano gets a good effort defensively. Michigan State's been really good on defense. 18 sacks, two or more in every game. Um, but I think they could – I think Rutgers could throw the ball on them a little. Vedril has been great. Um, thrown for uh, – I believe it's over 200 and two of the last three. Um, and the thing I, – I, I go back on Rutgers here, and it's the same thing with Maryland and Iowa last week. Rutgers gave – you know, got themselves in a hole because of turnovers last week. They came in the last week only with one turnover. And that includes a seven-point loss at Michigan where it wasn't pretty, but they hung around. And that's what I think they could do here against Michigan State. Michigan State doesn't have the firepower of Ohio State, but I think Rutgers can can do enough to hang around. Like I said, it's not going to be pretty. Um, there's not a lot to like in this matchup. When you look at an undefeated team going to play a team with two conference losses already, but I think the line stinks, and I'm going to go out there and, and take Rutgers. You remember the last year was a turnover fest for Michigan State, turning the ball over uh, a whole bunch when when mm-hmm. they pulled the upset, uh, when Rutgers pulled the upset in that first 
game of the year. Yeah, a lot. It, was it? Is there some type of injury or something going on that we might not be aware of? Uh, like this, this, this game. Like, didn't get this game like come off the board in a couple of places for a little bit? Oh, really? I did yeah, not see that. I, I thought it. Was, I thought it was off the board in a couple of spots, which I, I, having been on the road, I didn't see much of the Ohio State. Where I should say any of the Ohio State Rutgers game. So I don't know if a Rutgers player got hurt or. We have our Ohio State insider on here. Does he have any did, intel? Did, did he probably turned the game off at at halftime though. I, I, I just think Ohio State is just finding their spot. I don't oh. think Rutgers is, you know. But hey, so you like CJ Stroud again? I was never against CJ Stroud. It was it was the message boards. But you know, oh. Michigan barely beats Rutgers, and they're back. And you know, mm-hmm. Ohio State goes out there, there and we, crushes there them. There we go. There it is. There it now is. it all comes out. Plenty on Michigan uh, to come in a little bit, but yeah, I don't it, feel it, it would. It would be it would be Rutgers or pass for me in this game. Okay, all right. Um, the other noon game, ESPN, that follows you guys is uh, both teams got. I to quote Emmett Smith, debacled um, last week. Our number three Arkansas at number seventeen Ole Miss. Ole Miss now given six in That's this game, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know about I, that. I, I, it's total contrast here. You know what Arkansas is going to try and do is keep everything in front of you, which Alabama did to Ole Miss, uh, playing those safeties up top. I think now Lane's going to have to have a new, you know, kind of deal um, with, with trying to get downfield if, if teams are going to play, um, you know, those two high safeties. Especially with and, Andrew wide receiver, too. And yeah. And Arkansas, to me, that's what you have to do against. And now I know Georgia, you know, when Adam right at the beginning, it's 21 nothing like that. But Arkansas, if they're going to play those three down guys and everybody back and eight guys off the line, you have to run the ball in those situations. And I feel like Ole Miss had the same scenario against Alabama, and they still wouldn't do it. You know, Corral wasn't terrible against Alabama. You know, the fourth downs obviously get magnified when you're not successful, and, you know, in a world where everybody just wants to go for it on fourth down. But it this is a – I will say this. If Corral is that good, Ole Miss wins and covers this game. But I, I it's tough for me to go against that Arkansas defense, knowing the super seniors they have and, and the in the and the veteran leadership they have, and knowing, you know, what's at stake here. You know, we saw last year where they had a crushing loss on a BS call at Auburn. And, you know, they 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 treaded water for basically and, and got out of a, got out of hand, you know, later in the year. Um, but it's it's a it, it's a spot where I I want to say it's the same thing about a lot of teams. That I need to see this. I need to see them in this situation. You know, where this is a game. It's a winnable game on the road in conference. But I still don't know what to expect from Arkansas on the road in this scenario. I actually liked the way Arkansas battled last week and kind of uh, hung around after the initial first quarter onslaught and getting punched and completely knocked out in that game, which. Didn't surprise me, but I was happy to see the way uh, that they competed over the next couple of quarters. And I and I think um, I, I think they'll they'll be okay this week. Um, I think Jefferson will be a, a week better. Uh, Burks will be a week better. Um, I think Arkansas's offense obviously they played a really good team last week, but I think at the same time uh, the injury at wide receiver is really uh, going to be a problem for them offensively. I mean they got other guys, but uh, such a big part of it. Um. Yeah, I, I could. I this would this would be Arkansas or pass for me. 
yeah, I, I, I think I would go Arkansas in, in the in the office pools and, and stuff like that. But it's it's not a play for me. It's a, definitely a sit and wait and see what happens because um, when you look at that SEC West, uh, I still think that whoever's second best in that in that division is up for grabs, and that, it could be a weekly thing in that division seeing who's the second best team because I have no idea who to put there right now uh, after seeing a couple games of conference play. Um, Tennessee's at uh, home against South Carolina. Shane Beamer still looking for that first SEC win. Big spread, 10. Is that an overreaction, you think, Tennessee, coming off that? No. No? No. Okay. No, nah, South, South Carolina was fortunate to oh, get, yeah. get those points, a lot of those points last week. I'm still a little – little bitter about that but okay let's see let's let's let's, i don't want to bring up bitterness topics all right um west virginia's at baylor uh baylor's laying three i have this one circled i'm not sure if it's going to make it but west virginia just keeps getting caught to me in a scenario they don't know what to do at quarterback it's green you know it's daggy it feels like it's 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 making things choppy. I, I think they're better with Green. You put him back there with, with Letty. Um, but I feel like when you look at Baylor, they don't have the talent they've had on their good teams in the past. But I like what Grimes does on offense. And if there's going to be a guy that's ready for two quarterbacks, it's going to be Dave Aranda. Um, I would think Baylor's in a good spot here uh, at home, laying a short number. Um Anything else around the noon slate? Big one in the MAC. Northern Illinois is getting a lot from Toledo. That's kind of scary. Northern Illinois has been pretty good, catching twelve and a half. Yeah, beat, beat Georgia Tech, uh, beat Eastern Michigan last week. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it is a lot, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could play them there. Maybe I, I might wait and see if that maybe hits thirteen or thirteen and a half, and then maybe pull the trigger on that if you want. If you uh, are leaning towards wanting to play uh, NIU. All right. Um, Virginia at Louisville. I don't know how you look at anything except the over possibly in that game because those teams will get after it on the offensive side. Number two, Georgia is at Jordan Hare against number 18, Auburn. I was totally wrong about Auburn last week, and they came out thanks to Bo Nix, who was just incredible. That effort was unreal. He wasn't going to let his team lose. You saw Georgia in person. Do you buy the idea of a possible letdown spot? Do you no. think there's just too much? Give me no, your thoughts I, on Georgia. No, I, think, I think there's too much. I, I think, I mean, Georgia played and was what I if thought they've been kind of kind of all along. They're, they're so deep um, up front uh, on, on that defensive line and at linebacker. They have so many playmakers. You just can't run the ball on them. Uh, it'll be a massive, massive test for Auburn to – to try and move the ball and, and score points on this team. And uh, last week, LSU kind of let them hang around the game, kicking a lot of field goals, uh, unable to punch it in, really get any separation. And then uh, then Auburn did their thing in the uh, in the fourth quarter of that game. But I I, I actually w- would consider laying the points here with Georgia. Uh, it's funny we talked to, um, <clears throat> had a had lunch with the. Uh, with the coach last week and, and, and hung out with him for a little while at the house. It was great to, to see him when we were talking and he brought up a pretty good point. Um, it was, it was ahead of last week's game and really moving forward. He said, and he said, look at the, look at the coaches without rather than sorry, look at the, the quarterbacks that Kirby has lost to in Georgia. They've all been like, they've all been NFL quarterbacks um, with the exception of Ellinger who, 
uh, that was the bowl game in, in a weird situation with all the opt-outs. So, mm-hmm. okay, I mean, it's the Alabama guys with all the Trask. Like, 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 they've all been like pro quarterbacks that have beaten Georgia. So, like, is Bo Nix one of those guys? Mm. I don't I don't think, think so. So. <laughs> so, I like that, that. That's something just to consider moving forward. Like, like Kirby and, and, and Will and, and, um, landing on that defense that they certainly will be able to get after someone who not is not a uh, uh, transcendent talent. Yeah. To me, this is, it's a, it's on the Georgia offense. Cause I, I have a question for you. Like obviously Georgia and Alabama are everybody's favorites, right? Now we got the prop out there. Was it minus two forty Georgia and Alabama against the, field. yeah, there are a couple of different, there are a couple of different numbers. I think the Caesars will help one was two forty. Uh, I, I think I saw like a three ten out there, and I think I, I think there was like a Ooh. like a one ninety or something out there too. But yeah, we'll, we'll split the difference and go two forty down the middle. Like I'm laying it, I'm laying okay. it any, any day and every day. Like the, the, there is nothing in my mind that could happen in an SEC championship game between twelve and O Georgia and twelve and O Alabama that would keep the loser of that game out of the playoff. If they're the two best teams all season long and they just happen to be in the same league, and they have to play each other in the conference championship game, which is an extra game on the schedule, and one one loses to the other, it doesn't mean they're still not one of the best four teams in the country. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they should both be in the playoff. The winner will be number one, and the loser will be two or three. They won't be four, so they won't, they won't play again. But but you're going you're gonna to get half the field. Uh, I couldn't even tell you right now, like, who is the who is number three in the country. I think if you – I think if you – really asked people to be honest. I think people would probably say Ohio State is the third best team in the country, but you just can't put them there right now uh, because of the loss to Oregon and, and with uh, three Big Ten teams uh, sitting there with zero losses right now. So like, I, I think the gap is huge, and I would feel, I'd feel pretty good if I uh, had half of the, uh, the college football playoff between Georgia and Alabama versus everybody else. Okay, you mentioned Iowa possibly – or Ohio State being possibly the third best team, whatever, if you're going to pull people – do whatever you want. If you had to pick a scenario, let's just take Ohio State as that team. All right, you're mm-hmm. you're the you're, you got Ohio State, and you get to pick who you could beat. Who would you rather face, Georgia or Alabama? Hmm. I might choose Alabama, and really? I only say okay. that because of. Um, a young quarterback mm-hmm. and defense, I think, which has allowed plays. And I think we saw that uh, in the Florida game. You, you, you are going to be up against it. No doubt. No, no doubt. Georgia. No so doubt. I would probably choose, if I, I have, if I had to take my pick as to whether I had to face Georgia or Alabama in the playoff, I probably would choose Alabama. Okay. I, I, I say Georgia, and that's, and this is why. And this is what I want to see more. I just – and I know JT's, you know, going to be battling this is um, whatever it is, well, hernia, well, lab, you know, labrum, whatever it is. I That feels like it's not going to go away. And when I look at the Georgia offense, I, I just want more. Like, you got a defense that's good, that's putting you in these scenarios. Take more shots. Do, do more things. Um, but I know – we know, we know what Kirby's going to do. He's going to rely on that defense. Um, so I, I would just say right now, if I wanted to fit, I would rather take Georgia because of the inconsistencies on offense, as opposed to what Alabama, I still think we're going to see improvement from the Alabama defense. I totally get your, 
your take. I just wanted to ask you because I know how I feel, and I was just wondering if if if, if you differed. Um, but it's I agree. I mean, those two teams are in their own class. The battle for number three in the SEC as a whole, I think, is up for grabs, and the battle for number three in the country is up for grabs. Um, but it doesn't take away the possibilities of of what we have in store. Like, you know, obviously Oregon loses last week and, you know, everybody wants to throw the Pac-12 out. Um, the Big Ten, you know, alone from Iowa against, against Penn State, Iowa's got a pretty good run here uh, to go after it. But we're going to have really, really good games in the Big Ten for teams to find out how good they are. And I think that start, you know, Penn State has been, you know, they've gotten the job done. They're, they're undefeated. They have that win at Wisconsin. You can say what you want, but they still have it. They have a win against Auburn. That win could look better or worse as the season goes on when you look at Auburn. So with the Big Ten, we're going to get the majority of these teams to play, especially in the East. You got Michigan, you got Penn State, you got Ohio State, and Michigan State. You know, all those teams are going to play each other. And I think it sets up for awesome scenarios to find out. Uh, you know, answers to the questions we have. So when you look at Penn State and Iowa, did, are you know, we saw Penn State go on the road to Wisconsin. What 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 do you take from that that helps them this week in Iowa? Uh, I think the fact that Clifford has played so much better this year than, than I expected. Uh, the fact that he hasn't been turning the way he's got nearly, what, the four-to-one touchdown interception ratio. He's got uh, nearly as many 20-yard passes this year as he did uh, all of last year. Um, but I, I like Iowa in this game. Uh, I mean, I just, they, I hate like using like cheesy corny analogies, like just Iowa has it this year, but they, they're getting, they're creating their own luck with the, with the, with the turnover voodoo doll. Get, mm-hmm. uh, the field position is a, is a massive result of it. Um, up front that we talked about it before there, they were just going to continue uh, blocking guys up front. And I just trust that staff. I, I trust Ference and I, I trust uh, Phil Parker to, to, to put Penn State in some uncomfortable positions on offense. And maybe you do get a uh, an, un, uh, an uncharacteristic bad game out of, out of Clifford this year. But I would uh, I'd lay the two with, with with Iowa in this game. I agree with you there. Um, you mentioned Penn State with the turnovers; they're plus six on the year, um, and that's only because. I think they've had one turnover in each of the last three games. But when you talk about Clifford, that's obviously where you want to go to. You cannot, being on the field for that game last week, you can't give Iowa the ball. I don't care what no. you think of their offense. They're going to be able to eventually take care of it. When you give them and give it to them in plus territory, yeah. like, like, like opponents, opponents this year have 15 turnovers and seven touchdowns. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so when you look at Iowa, I just – the discipline they play with and to see guys on that sideline just just keep playing and and knowing what they're going to do and the confidence that the defense gives the offense because they're obviously, as you mentioned, giving them the ball in plus territory all the time. I really like the offensive line. Uh, I, I think Petrus has enough to do it when they need it um, as far as, you know, moving the change and, and, and giving that defensive break. So I'm with you. Penn State's still only 36% on third downs this year. Um, when and their two upper t- uh, tier teams, Wisconsin and Auburn, they played, they rushed for 134 yards combined in those yeah. two games. That I, I don't like that mixture. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like we, we we talk about, they went to Wisconsin and won, but that was more 
bad Wisconsin than it was. Yes, Penn State did make the red the the, the the plays in the red zone when they needed to, and they got. But that was more bad Wisconsin than it was mm-hmm. great Penn State. And then what happens if uh, if Auburn doesn't call an awful fourth down play? I have Tank Bigsby. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw off a, a fade on on fourth and goal for like like I don't know. I I, I think Iowa is certainly the more uh, proven team in terms of how they have handled big spots and, and, and the bigger name opponents on their, on their slate. Uh, I, I, we're in agreement there. Um, it's, it's, it, do you think there's more points scored in this game, Penn state, Iowa or Georgia and Auburn? Um, Georgia, Auburn. Okay. Georgia Auburn's at 45 and a half. This one's at 40 and a half. So you're looking at like a, they're calling for what, a 21-19 game right around there, 20, 2018. Um, but it should be fascinating. Um, really, really fired up for that matchup to see it. I mean, I one thing I will say, and you mentioned Clifford, Jahan Dotson for Penn State is one of my, easily one of my favorite players to watch in the country. That guy, him in space is he, he did, his routes are just effortless. He, he catches everything. And um, I, I'm definitely going to have my eyes on him knowing what Iowa brings to the table in that secondary, knowing how they can, can, can bottle up guys and, and obviously step in front of throws and create turnovers. What else is sticking out for you from the slate? You have anything circled yet? I know there, it's only there, Wednesday. There, 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 there's well, the one thing that I do like, uh, I like Syracuse getting the six and a half against wake. Um, stinky. Just, yeah, it kind of just flashes back to what we talked about a couple of weeks back on that Friday night game against Liberty. Like uh, Syracuse defense at home ha- has been very good this year. Um, getting after the quarterback, not allowing big pass plays. Um, I know it was Florida State, but their offense did come alive a little bit more uh, last week. It's, it's a tricky spot, I think, for Wake Forest to be going on the road, laying, laying six and a half. We, we, we love Wake, you and I, yep. but. Absolutely. They're not. The, they're not the type of team that just shows up on the road and you put them out on the field and they can play a a B minus type effort and, and and cover seven points on the road against a, a power five team. So I think I think Syracuse getting the the six and a half is something that I will I will be on. And the, the Michigan Nebraska game you talked about uh, Michigan State Rutgers before mm-hmm. uh, this number is three three and a half and uh, regardless of what you think about Nebraska and what you think about Michigan, like it's a Second second straight week, conference road game. It's a hard spot. Yes. Um, um, we, we'll we'll see if Michigan can can go and, and pull the double. Remember too, Scott Frost's first game at Nebraska, first Big Ten game at Nebraska, was a fifty six ten loss to Michigan. I, I would think he probably remembers that. And whether Nebraska is good enough to do anything about it, we'll find out. But like the, the Nebraska has it. Look, I know what their record is. Their special teams have been horrible in spots. Uh, they've made t- continued to make stupid penalties, and they continue to lose these one possession games, which has been the uh, the mo of frost the, the frost era. But uh, defensively, they've been really good this year. Um, I, I think only one game they've allowed 400 yards, and that was the Oklahoma game. Um, they've been in every game. They should have beaten Michigan State. Um, isn't isn't it Nebraska or pass? Isn't Nebraska the only side you can play here? Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. And I, first of all, I want to take a second on Michigan, okay? Because I'm really really interested to f- hear how they feel right now. I mean, 
I don't see how you don't feel great about your team. You're undefeated. You're you've exceeded expectations this year. Um, the turnovers have been great. Um, and you've been able, you know, you got back to, to an identity where you want to run the football. And to me, this circumstance comes into it because I don't think you can win just running the ball in this scenario. And you mentioned Frost, that loss against Michigan. This goes back even, I think, another year. Back to, I, I want to say, 2016. Remember when UCF went there and Frost was like, you know, I, I really yep. like the way we competed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we hit harder than them. Like, there's, there's some press conference stuff with Frost. And Harbaugh, if you go split, back, split title '97. Mm, it's it, there's a lot going on there, uh, but I mean, yeah, I never thought I'd say this after their opening uh, week loss to Illinois, but I I love the way Nebraska's responded. They go That's down. It's the only Oklahoma. game they didn't cover, by the way. That the yeah. game is the double whatever yep. that. Um, the defense is only averaging giving up 15 and a half points a game, and that includes a game against Oklahoma, which they were in the whole game and had a bunch of missed field goals. Um, Michigan's defense has probably been a lot, uh, I shouldn't say probably, has been better than what I thought. We know about how, you know, whole new coach and staff comes in. But if you're Michigan, this is how you got to win games. And this is what they've done. Don't turn the ball over, run it, and and play good defense. And that showed last week. And, you know, you want to take, I just, I thought I was getting more out of Wisconsin last week. And then I figure, you know, of course, I put my name on them and I see Wisconsin's true colors. They are not the Wisconsin we thought they were going to be. And I, I listen, I'm not taking anything away from Michigan. When I pick against your team, it doesn't mean I hate your t- team. It's because I like the situation for the other team. Exactly. So Michigan, you could get at me again this week because I'm I'm taking Nebraska. Uh, I like the way they play defense. I, th- I, I want to say besides Rattler, this is probably the best quarterback Michigan's going to face. Um, I'm trying to go through their opponents in my head, Washington and um, Western Michigan, uh, you know, Mertz. We, we saw that. So I think a night game, a, a chance for Nebraska to really get a win uh, in conference to feel good about, um, which is, you know, avoided them for what feels like Frost's whole tenure there. Uh, but I, I just like Nebraska in this scenario. I need to see Michigan again. Prove me wrong again. Great. Keep winning games. Uh, but I'll take the home dog. It's three and a half right now uh, with Nebraska. I think they have a good chance to win the game. So I'll take uh, the three and a half there um, with Nebraska in Lincoln. Um, I'm, I, I expect that place to be an awesome atmosphere uh, for Michigan to come in. What do you think about the Navy blue pants from Michigan? I liked them. I liked them. I, 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 thought, I thought it was pretty sharp. We get kind of uh, – Really good, like helmet, dark, dark up top, yes. dark on the bottom. I, I thought, but I thought it caught the complement each other, uh, really, really well. It went a lot, uh, a lot better than I thought it would. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I'm you just told a, me, hey, they're gonna wear name. I'm like, I don't know how that's gonna look, and then I was like, all right, that's yeah, I, I, that yeah, it, it, it was all right. We got to see I, it again, right? After they got to win, I would think so. <laughs> First time as so. an underdog. I'm just not a fan of like the all black uniform. When, when teams break out like the all blacks, I'm not, no. I'm not, I'm not a fan. As long yeah. as Nebraska wears the black cleats, I'll feel even more what, confident. What, what time's your flight Saturday morning? Uh, I'm trying to figure out. I, I right to um, Bradley. Um, it's a three thirty kickoff at Old McGurk Stadium, UConn at UMass. Will it be covered on game day? Yes. We will we, we, definitely feature pick segment the whole nine. Right. Uh, Come on, feature. I don't see. I I I I tried to get. I pitched having Ryan McGee write like a bottom 10 game of the year yeah. type essay 
with, with all the pomp and circumstances this game uh, deserved. But I, don't, I unfortunately think that I got overruled by the powers that be. So if you don't see that on Saturday morning, uh, don't yell at me. I tried. Okay. But um, the, the people above me did not think as highly of this game as I do. And you. Have you read anything what UConn did since they fired Randy Edsel? Do you know what they're no, doing as a coach? I? Yes, you should. They, you know, remember Noel Mazzoni, right? Yeah. They're paying yeah. him like a couple hundred bucks every week. To divide, <laughs> I swear to God. To, I swear to God. Look it up. I think it's a Hartford Current or a New Haven Register. It's, a, it's on there. A couple hundred bucks a week, and he's devising offensive game plans. And, hey, I it's, think it's the best couple better. hundred bucks a week. They're competing. They're they right competing. in the game with Wyoming, yeah. Oh, that Those are killers. I thought I was dead. We obviously could have really used last week because we still have Middle Tennessee, really need the UMass game. Um, I don't know. I mean, UCF at the end of the year, uh, I think that, yeah, they have them. They do have to go to Clemson. But um, I, I don't know, like – I just wonder what the hell was going on when Edsel was there. Like, they're a totally different team. They had no business. Goes to show you how much they hated him. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only conclusion I can draw. All right. I, <laughs> I, I can't argue. But, yeah, uh, Noel Mazzoni doing wonders in stores with that I UConn team. SEC influence. Um, I will be watching that game. Just, just so you know. 3.30. It will be on one of the TVs. No doubt about it. Um, and then as far as Ryan McGee in the bottom 10, like who thought before the year Akron at Bowling Green, Bowling Green would be given 14 and a half. That's, isn't, isn't, isn't that is eye-opening. country undefeated against the spread? Mm. Somebody's paying attention. People are sick yeah. and tired of paying out those Bowling Green tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, other games on the night. Oh, another night game. I, I, I want to say I wanted to give them out last week, and it shied me off. They covered for me the week before. But Air Force has been really good, and they get Wyoming at home. Or I should say at, you know, Air Force is hosting Wyoming. That's a that's a really good game at 7 o'clock CBS Sports Network um, Saturday night. I'll have my eyes on that one. You mentioned Notre Dame. You touched on before. Is this a must for Fuente at Virginia Tech to get this game? Must in terms of what? him His longevity in Blacksburg. No, I don't think so because I I think what happens if they lose here, then they'll wind up uh, getting to the ACC championship game. Mm. Now, they should win. This game, this surprised me. I thought that they would be a bigger favorite than this. Yeah. Um, it, It scares me that this is the number because I don't think Notre Dame's very good. I, yes, like I, think, I, I think Virginia Tech is better than Notre Dame. Okay. And, and the fact that the number is not indicating that is, is, is screwing with my head somewhat. Mm-hmm. I, I look at Virginia Tech and it feels like it's the same thing every year. Bear. Like you watch them against North Carolina. And they're like, all right, they got the defense going. Burmeister can make plays at a quarterback. And then I watched the West Virginia game and they were just like, it was like two totally different teams. Until the fourth so quarter. You, yeah. So, so you would think at home night game we all know the story there that they would be a must here and i don't know why but something makes me want to take notre dame in this game i I don't know what it is um i mean they've obviously been back up against it uh as as everybody's dealing with this time of season you know injuries are starting to take a factor they got a quarterback ordeal they're trying to handle i just i don't know I, i feel like notre dame has the goods to go in and win this game but i it's 
it's just a weird like the, like just like you said the spread has totally messed with my mind when I look at this game. Um, I believe it's Notre Dame minus one right now, which I, I that is I would I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia Tech closes as a favorite. Yeah, that's a that's a good call there. By um, the way, if you want if you want a lock, uh oh, be, be uh, hashtag because it's Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. Like as, as I tweeted out yesterday, I would have never have imagined that I'd be sitting here the second week of October saying that Oregon State at Washington State is a game with significant game day implications. So you know what's happening. Mm. Oregon State's off next week before they host mm. Utah on the 23rd. You know, you know what's happening here. And by the way, where did that come from last week? What was that in, in, in Berserkly? I don't I mean, know. Goodness. Oof. That was not good. Bad. Not good. Um, really, really bad uh, for things over there. Um, across the bridge from from Palo Alto, it, it it was not as you can see by the final score, not pretty at all. And that's the thing I thought that would be better with them with Garbers. He's been good as a starter. He's won plenty of games, and they just can't do anything offensively. It's pretty eye opening. Oregon State has been awesome to watch. Their offense is is phenomenal, um, and that's like you said, it is a tricky tricky spot when it's been. Those Oregon-Washington teams play, there's so much animosity towards those schools. Like, watching the end of Oregon State last week against Washington, there's there's 30 years of frustration in Corvallis up against Seattle. And knowing, getting that opportunity, you could see people's faces as that field goal is going up. Like, are we really going to let them win this game again? Um, But Oregon State, shout out to them. I mean, undefeated in the Pac-12, it's been awesome. The offense is legit. Nolan is really, really good um, and, and, and good with the ball. And Jonathan Smith's got it, got it going, man. Um, it was, it was a, a, a curious hire, and things have worked out for them in a huge, huge way. Is, uh, is LSU going to win another SEC game? I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, the next, we'll, we'll know the next five weeks. This is uh, – they, they could be at the top of, the, of, of that – first drop on the roller coaster when you get mm-hmm. up to the hill and this is uh they, they they could start to go over the top of that hill very quickly here if they lose and i mean i look i was happy for mark last week but let's be real that box score what watch the game what yeah. what they what kentucky crossed midfield twice i think mm-hmm. i mean that was not a uh a, a representative final of how that game was played lsu can't run the ball man they, they don't try they don't try, and and and, I, and it, it 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 boggles my mind because they have guys on the offensive line that have played, they have experience. So then I start thinking, I'm like, LSU, the LSU doesn't have a running back. Like it's LSU, you don't have a guy you could give the ball and feel confident about getting five yards. And then I see Max Johnson, I think the world of him, he's tough as hell, and he's just out there chucking it every single snap. And same thing, just like uh, Arkansas, and and, um, Arkansas did to Georgia, and Georgia said, all right, we'll take those five yards a clip. You want to put three guys down and play everybody back? We'll do it. And and Mason did the same thing against LSU, and LSU would not run the football. Uh, Came out great, uh, up 10-0, and then that lead slowly but surely goes away. I, I, this feels like a huge tipping point for me. And, I, and I'll admit, I was wrong last week. I read too much into the body language of Bo Nix, what I saw in that Georgia State game, um, and, and credit to Auburn. And I, 
I think I'll get back to Auburn in a second, but this tipping point, man, LSU, it just doesn't give me, I mean, you, you mentioned your thoughts on the secondary before the season started. Um, the defense has been better. It's, it's still not great. Um, it'd be nice if you could tackle bone Nix on one of those third or fourth downs <laughs> and that, that they don't get a touchdown. Uh, that fourth and two is still nuts. Uh, but it feels like a real tipping point, you know, I mean, I would, you know, normally you would say Kentucky's in a letdown spot here after a big win against Florida. I think this is a perfect scenario to get back and get your kids' attention, knowing that you have a chance. LSU doesn't come here often. Um, we all know about the the miracle in Lexington or whatever they call it down in Baton Rouge, uh, way back with Saban. I can't believe that game's like 20 years old. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but I, you – if I had to pick this one, I, I would take Kentucky and, and lay the three because the line even screams more. Uh, you get an undefeated team at home against a team with two losses, only given three. Feels like I, an under game to me. Yeah, that's that's good. 50 and a half. Um, but if LSU can't run the ball, I, I mean, Kentucky can play defense with the best of them. And now you're going to tell me you only have to play the pass. That 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 plays right in the Stoops' hands for me. So it's a Kentucky or, or nothing um, for me. Is there any way AM covers? I was just gonna ask you actually, do you do you think AM now being as bad as they are and unranked and no pressure basically or no expectations now to be in the SEC West race? Do you think this actually sets up better for them to keep this game closer than had it been uh, this highly anticipated undefeated versus undefeated top six, top seven showdown where where, where A&M has, has fell flat in the past, like this might actually set up better for them to actually uh, give a much better effort than uh, had there been so much at stake. Uh, I, I totally see where you're coming. A couple of things on this game. I think back to game day was there, right? When Clemson came in. Yes. Right. Trevor Lawrence's yep. first pass yep. was a touchdown. Um, great game. Kellen Mond game. battled back yep. with A&M. Yep. I think back to that game where I really didn't give AM a chance because I really didn't know what they had, you know, but then, you know, that obviously that home crowd builds it up and, and they played well that night and covered a big number, but lost the game. And that was way at the beginning of the Jimbo de- deal there. But I was talking to Cole Kubelik, who, who was on the sidelines for AM Mississippi state last week. And he's just, you know, we're going back and forth just about AM and like, what the hell's wrong with them. And he made a great point, you know, with the idea of no matter who he didn't care who was the quarterback this year, he still thought they had the talent everywhere else to, to compete and be and, and win a lot of games in the sec. And that's what, that's what confuses him is you look at the def- defensive line. You would take that defensive line almost against almost anybody in the country, you know, um, at least in the top five, uh, the offensive line had an inexperienced, um, you know, new guys, but they had experience. They had five stars up there. You look at the running backs, you look at the wide receivers, they have everything and they're just, they can't score um, and, and, and consistently, you know, do well on offense. And like he said, it didn't matter. He saw Cal's out in the spring game. He saw um, Haynes King and that, that decision didn't matter because he trusted Jimbo to, to get things going. And that's, what's puzzling to me. When I look at them, I, it, it, it the, the inefficiency just doesn't make sense with the talent they have. And that's, what's really, really confusing. So when you think about that uncertainty, they have, 
Um, you know, there's a lot of pro pro talent on that defensive line. Are are they going to get jacked up to play Bama as a 17 and a half point underdog? I don't know. Um, and I think Alabama, Nick said it again this week. He learned a lot about himself, about his team and that win at Florida. And now you get another scenario where you're going to a crazy environment. I hate giving double digits on the road. Um, but if I had to lean in this game, I'm, I'm laying them bare. I, I just, I think too much of, of Alabama and, and defense they showed last week, the improvements the linebackers showed against those RPOs. Um, I don't think A&M's going to try and do that stuff. I think they're going to be more conventional and try and run the ball. Uh, but good luck if you're going to put seven in the box and let Alabama put seven in the box to try and run the ball on a Nick Saban defense. I, 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 I just don't I, see it. I, I, I might, I might lean towards taking the, uh, taking the Aggies. The, All right. It's a big number. It is. It um, is. College football playoff. Did you see that there's some uh, yes, no prompts out there? Ooh. Yeah. The DraftKings has them up. What's Penn state. Penn state. Make the playoff no minus 800, yes plus 500. Hmm. See, they still got a lot. Or what's Iowa? Iowa, no minus 500, yes plus 340. So that number's not getting any better. You'd have to get that before, you know. Yeah, before. before. You think they're going to run the table in the West after, I mean, to get the, what's Ohio State? Ohio State is. No minus 185, yes plus 150. Mm. It's Michigan. No minus 550, yes plus 360. That's a big yes price. Yeah. That, 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 that yes price is bigger than what I would have thought, which, which leads me to believe that they do not think that they are. <laughs> they, are beating, they, they are beating Nebraska, beating Ohio State. Uh, beating Michigan State and beating Penn State and then beating Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. What's BYU? Uh, BYU, DraftKings does not have BYU up here. They have Cincinnati, which is no minus 280 and yes, plus 210. Compared to Oregon? Oregon is a big no, by the way. Uh, Oregon's no is minus 1,400. Which again leads you to believe that they think wow. either A by the end of the year Ohio State will have passed them, or B wow. Oregon is going to lose again. I, I, I heard some things through the grapevine about mm-hmm. what's going on in, in in Eugene as well, and I have heard it's not heard there might be some some issues there. Okay, and, the, and what's the yes on Oregon? In, 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 plus seven fifty. Huh. I just, well, I just got to hope Oregon gets the nine wins for me, at least get myself a push on that. What's the highest ACC team? Yes. Uh, Clemson's plus 700. I don't know why Clemson's listed. Yeah. But like, exactly. like, you want, like, like he, this, you talk about free money. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what DraftKings will take. Or I don't know if these books are, these odds are up anywhere else. Like, like Clemson is no minus 1400. They're not getting in. They have two losses, and they aren't going to have an opportunity to beat anybody. Like, 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 if you've got fourteen grand lying around to be able to to make a free dime, go for it. If you got thirty grand lying around to make a free dime on Notre Notre Dame's no is minus three thousand. Notre Dame's not making the playoff. Like that, that's free money. Ole Miss is minus four thousand. Ole Miss is not making the playoff. Like this is an opportunity where if you've got money, man, you can. 
you can you can make a free few thousand dollars because none of those teams are making the playoff. No. Here, here you go. Yeah, give Georgia, me out. Georgia make the playoff? Yes. What do you think the yes is on Georgia to make the playoff? Hmm. Minus 600. 800. Oh. Exactly what Alabama is. Alabama and Georgia are both yes minus 800. What's that? Who do they have for the ACC? Is Clemson the best price? Clemson's the only ACC team they have listed. Oh, okay. Come on. I mean, no, no one's making it from the ACC. Let's be, let's be real. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody. What's Michigan State? Michigan State, they don't have listed. They got Ohio State, Michigan. Oh, they still have Oklahoma, yes, is a small favorite. I don't know about that. Oklahoma, yes, minus 125. Plus, no, minus one. I don't know. I don't know about that. I have a large wager with a friend that Iowa State – this is going back to last April that Iowa State beats Oklahoma. Still, why? Why, why couldn't they? I, Man, that's, I, the thing, that's the thing about Iowa State. Like you got the Iowa loss and you lost them the last minute at, at Baylor. Like they're, they're still like they got Oklahoma and they got Texas and they got Oklahoma State. Yeah. Like, they're still right in the Big Twelve race. So I, I, I mean, while they are they going to make the playoff? No, they can still win the conference though and make the New Year Six. Hmm. Um, anything else sticking out to you slate wise? It is kind of bleak. No, it's kind of a kind of a poopy slate. I will say, I'm trying to find what channel it's on. I'm you don't have to get at me. I, I will find it. Roadrunners tricky spot against yes. the Hilltoppers. Thank you. Yeah, they, yeah that's that, a that great is, game at seven o'clock. It really game. is. Uh, because Zappy didn't come back in late in that game. He was limping around. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he's gonna be a hundred percent. Because I know, yeah, that, that back door was open. One more. Man. That back door was open. Uh, but that's a – If let's say this. If the Roadrunners win, they should be ranked. You with me on that? Yes. Okay. Look, look at the crowd that's being ranked right now. I. Do you want to hear who my – I have my top 25, by the way. I have UTSA ranked 25. I have NC State 24, San Diego State 23, SMU 22, Arizona State 21, Ole Miss 20. Those are my bottom five. Okay. Like if you San Diego State's better than UTSA. Mm, I'd like to see that game. Roadrunners. Tricky spot. Um, anything else before we uh get to the big Mike Happy recap? Uh World Series uh baseball World Series picks. I'm gonna give you what are they, do you have them up in front of you? Do you have championship yeah, I, series? I, I, I can I, I, I can I can pull that up for you. Yeah, man, and this is obviously we're recording this on Wednesday, so yes. we're referring to Tuesday. Um, like that last night was exactly why I was hoping that the that the uh, the Yankees weren't going to make the playoffs. We 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 deserve having the Blue Jays in the um, in the playoffs because we we knew we knew what was coming from the Yanks. That was that was embarrassing. Moving on. National League odds. Um, oh, these are why don't they have baseball future? Here, I gotta, I gotta find it under the different tab. There we go. Inning playoff series props, team futures. Uh, National League. Yes. National League, Dodgers plus two hundred five, Gigantes plus two ninety, the Brew Crew plus three twenty. You could stop right there. 
Brew Crew. Okay, because I I I I um I gave the Braves last night on Daily Wager. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that I thought the Braves were a a good price at uh, what were they twelve to one I think to win the World Series. Yeah, like I think with 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 Freed and Morton atop that rotation, I know the bullpen hasn't been great. Yeah, that's but some of the some of the things that uh, they did to build the outfield back up after the Acuna injury. You, you bring you bring in everybody. You bring in Duvall. You bring in Soleil and um, and Rosario. It's a good lineup, man. And, and it is. I, I love what the Smiley can, can continue pitching well out of the pen. That'll help. Like I, I thought that price was for a for the quietest division winner ever. I All thought right. that might have been a good price. I'm on the Brewers, and I think if they don't, obviously I'll I'll uh, I'll take the Giants. Um, Al. Al. Mm. Chicago's playing Houston, right? Yes. Astros are two. Astros are plus two ten. Rays are plus two fifty. White Sox are plus three hundred, and Red Sox are plus three fifty. So that scene is pretty uh, pretty even. I'd probably yeah, I just because with the pitching. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, McClanahan waiting in the wings. I, I think I would take a shot with the Red Sox um, if I had to pick anything. But yeah, I'd I'd love to see Brewers. Uh, Get it. Obviously, that injury breaking his hand in the celebration is not great. I, I, um, I wheeled the Braves with, with those four teams in World Series matchups. Of course so, you yeah. did. They were they were all they're all right around 20 to 1 or so. So I figured why not? If you be if you get past the Dodgers, you can you can make some money, but then again, I'm not sure you can get past the Dodgers. I do like the Dodgers tonight, though, if you happen to listen to the pod before the wild the wild card games. I'll take Wayne Wright. You'll take Wainwright? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Scherzer. He, in, in September, he, he was unbelievable against the Cardinals. But 14 mm-hmm. strikeouts didn't allow a run, I, I, even without Missouri Muncie. boy. I know. Uh, even, even, even without Muncie, I think. The I See, that's a killer for me, man. I, I think the world of Muncie. I think that's a huge loss. I think he's MVP. That was going to be my question. Who, who if you had a, a, an NLMVP? You vote for Muncie? Yes. It's so hard. And one thing needs to happen. Mountcastle needs to get AL Rookie of the Year. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Wander Franco should be the AL Rookie no. of the Year. I don't care how many. Wander Franco is already one of the the, the 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 best 20 players or whatever in the American League. Give me Mountcastle. Come on. Give okay, us well, something here. I'll Baltimore. tell you what, if you're giving Mountcastle the AL Rookie of the Year, then, you're giving, then you should be voting for Juan Soto to be National League MVP. Mm, I've seen enough of Juan Soto. I have. And I'm unfortunately going to have to see a lot more of him. Yeah, in the yes, you have. It's going to be interesting. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to be uh, very interested with the day that those uh, those results come out. All right. Um, That'll be interesting. Oh, I played I played two um, hockey point totals as well. Okay. I played uh, Penguins under 97 and a half. Injuries. Yeah, injuries and division. They've been owned by the Islanders. The Rangers are going to be better. Like, are you going to, is, is, is Tristan Jari going to bounce back? Um, yeah, so I played under 97 and a half with the Penguins, and I played uh, under 103 and a half with the Bruins. Again, Rask is out for a while. Uh, division with a bunch of, with what, Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. Hurricanes, right? All right. Lightning. 
Interesting. Are you excited to hear the NHL music on ESPN? Very. I'm also so. excited that the Islanders are like the fifth choice to win the Stanley Cup. I'll take the Islanders. I'm, I'm ready. I'm a, no, I don't know. We'll see. I'm on the Islanders. See, it, it, Where are it, they it, playing it, this year? Bridgeport? No, stop it. USB <laughs> Arena, right, right by Belmont Park. Not, aren't they playing the first 12 road games? Oh, I was wrong, by the way. I, I didn't mean Carolina was in the Bruins division, by the way. I know they're in the, the Metropolitan. I was thinking of Florida. But both both have red red in their uh, in their jerseys. So forgive me. Now, they, but, but that's the thing with the Islanders. Like, if they can survive the early part of the year, because I think they have, what, the first 12 or 13 they, games? They're year. playing 12 in the row on the road. Yeah. So. They didn't want to come to beautiful Bridgeport. Yeah, no, no. November twentieth versus Calgary is the uh, is their first home game. Um, I just want to like, I hope hockey fans, if you're on here, you're listening, like you're excited because knowing the production crew and everybody here at ESPN. Oh, you have no idea. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. No idea. We've got some really good people involved, not only in the announcing uh, teams, but people who love and live for hockey. Uh, on the production staff, whether it's management or uh, research, a- a- anything. Is we, it uh, hockey season in Columbus yet? Well, I've got some update uh, for the LSU Kentucky game. Would you like some news? Yes, yes of course. Uh, Derek first Sting- update on anything except for Ohio State you've ever given. Derek Stingley Jr. under under uh, goes foot procedure will be out on Saturday. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. shocking. I, I can't believe can't believe that he's out. I'm stunned. But he was going to do everything he could to get back on the field. Uh, to help. But I, I'm no, I don't think I'm a Blue Jackets fan anymore, though. Why? I'm moving to Nashville. I think I'm going to go with the ride with the Predators. Okay. You know, you moved not? to Connecticut. You didn't become a UConn football fan. <laughs> they play football. Yes. Allegedly. Come on, uh, Bear. I do believe this is our uh, our last podcast with the Bucknut. So. Um, any words? Any words on the way out for our Ohio State maniac? We'll miss him. Do you want me to like send you weekly like screen grabs from the message boards just to keep you updated? Sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's going to be the thing now. He's going to have more time to hop on that uh that message board genius's Twitter account and and and, and share eleven warriors screen grabs. There's been a lot going on on that side. I'll that's tell a you great that. site. That's a great. Yeah, that's another feature I suggested that we do. <laughs> You do, I don't know if you do it in the form of like the, the reading, reading mean tweets or whatever, but there's absolutely something to be done with the the idiots on on on, on those message boards. The, cons- of- the conspiracy theories that these uh, people can come up with with why things are happening is it's just crazy. I mean, they're better than Hollywood writers. No, it, it, I mean the, the I, I like the, I think I'm not sure if it's te- in Texas A and M. I think Texags.com I think has the lead right now for idiotic posts on that feed. But there been some other ones. There, there was a good one from a from a Texas message board that was talking about how like Sark threw the Arkansas game to because he knew it wasn't an SEC game and he just wanted to get everybody uh, people sleeping on like, the, the the stuff that people come up with is uh is incredible. All right. Well, good luck to Travis. You have our numbers. We'll be checking in. Uh, I will not be following you during Penn uh, Ohio State games. Just so you know. I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be the one. Firing See, Bear that does that because then Bear every so often will respond just to kind of stir the pot a little bit. No, he doesn't do, do that. that. He doesn't do that. No, he does not. 
Um, all right. Big Mike Happy Recap. The Big Mike Happy Recap is brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. All right, Bear, I got four here uh, for the Big Mike Happy Recap, and I'm trying to surprise they're all involving a lot of ranked teams. Usually don't find that. Um, I'm going to go Oklahoma. I'm going to give the three and pay the extra to buy the hook. I'm going to take Rutgers plus the five. I'm going to lay the two with Iowa, and I'm going to take the three and a half with Nebraska. I also have circled Baylor, um, UConn, and Notre Dame. I'm not sure if those are going to be official plays. You, sir? Yeah, I, I only got I only got the the the, the a couple here. The Wake uh, Syracuse plus the six and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, uh, Nebraska plus the three and a half. Um, and then the, uh, the game day money, underdog money line game of the year, uh, Washington state money line over the Beavers. Ooh. And I might, I might be able to get there with Georgia too. So check, check the call. Uh, yeah. This I is was... not, this is not a, this is not a good week for me. So, uh, I don't, I, there, not, nothing's sticking out right now. Maybe by the, uh, by Saturday morning or something will, will pop out there, but that's all I got right now. Good tease to see the board on Saturday. That's right. That's what I think. That that that's what matters. We got to get on track here, both of us. But the um, only thing, thank God, I mean, like the underdogs. That's the that's the only like, like I'm as crappy as the ATS record is. Like the the underdogs that I throw in the column so so far, thirty underdogs, sixteen and fourteen, up eighteen and a half units. If you if you bet every underdog on the money line for the same amount, it's. That, that, that's more than making up for the crappy ATS record. So at least I have that to stand on. And to everybody that's out there asking why we don't give out Alabama first half, it's just I feel like there's traditional people that listen to the pod, and I want to try and give them games. So uh, I've gotten your tweets about, and congrats to you, that have ridden the Alabama first half uh, for two years. Congrats. Um, but just trying to give out a whole game, you know, we still got some people here that don't get first lot halves offered to them. Say, not a lot maybe of make, there's actually people that probably that still make a phone call to get in their stuff. So uh, we think of those people, the loyal, the old timers, the, the people, the people who are not derivatives based. <laughs> All right, bear. Uh, that's it for me, everybody. Good luck this week, Travis. Good luck to you. And we'll see you down the road before the bear takes us away. Reminder to rate, review, and follow so you don't miss anything. And check out Organized Chaos, an ESPN podcast hosted by former NFL coach Rex Ryan and his former Jets and Ravens linebacker Bart Scott. The duo will be reunited in this weekly podcast with new episodes every Monday that will provide listeners with expert insight and analysis on everything happening around the league, featuring trending stories from on and off the field. That's Organized Chaos. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Bear, take us away. Less you bet, more you lose when you win. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.